0: Rich Lerner covers the game for a Golf Channel. He is the host of their Live From coverage during major golf events. Next up, live from the Masters, it is a pleasure to welcome Rich Lerner back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Rich?
1: John, doing well. Uh, in fact, I just came out of a, a Masters planning meeting. And uh, obviously, we're, you know, as always excited uh, you know, for the first major of the year.
0: Um, speaking of the masters, which is why I called, uh, how do you explain Scotty Scheffler? Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, uh, he doesn't leap off the screen. He doesn't have Kefka's bulging muscles. He doesn't have Ron's uh, fire. He doesn't, uh, you know, have Rory's museum quality golf swings. Uh, he's not the the go-to quote for the media, but what he is, is the number one player in the world. And I I think each time we take a fresh look at Scotty, we begin to, to think, okay, maybe he does have the most game. Uh, so how would I explain him? I think he has a great constitution for the sport. I think, uh, We've discussed this on the show. That he's a, a man of deep faith. Um, you know, been other men and women of deep faith who played golf who who haven't been this good. You still need to have talent. And I think the feeling is, and uh, you, you you think back to uh, what he revealed um, from Sunday morning, uh, sitting on a three shot lead before the final round, that he was able to sort of let go. Uh, he was racked with anxiety and doubt. He was in tears as he told the story, uh, unsure whether he could finish the job, uh, knowing that, as uh, his wife Meredith said, uh, their lives were about to change in a profound way, winning the most famous golf tournament, uh, arguably, in the world, certainly in America. Um, and so he was overcome with this doubt, and she said, look, we're not in control. So I think... Um, you. He has this sort of Byron Nelson-like uh, quality to him, uh, humility, man of faith, um, not looking for the spotlight, uh, but intensely competitive. And, and I think you know, the best way to explain Scheffler, if I could find this, is uh, uh, what I uh, received from his coach at Texas, John Fields. Uh, and I asked a similar question. This was Sunday of the Players. I asked Coach Fields, "How would you characterize Scotty, and what separates him, and, and what we in the media might be missing?" So the first thing he wrote was to, was to point in pointing out that don't forget he was a great junior player. Yeah, he won well over a hundred tournaments, so he has this sort of a deep wellspring of winning experience on which to draw. He won the U.S. Junior Amateur in 2013. He won three consecutive Texas State high school titles. That's no small feat. So the junior record was in some ways comparable to the wonderkin Jordan Spieth. Scotty was then NCAA Freshman of the Year at Texas, three times in All-America selection, low amateur in the U.S. Open, I think that was 2016, and he played the Walker Cup. So here here comes the explanation. Coach Fields, quote, The answer is, Scotty's short game is an 11 on a scale of 1 to 10 for PGA Tour players. He is similar to Seve, except he's a better ball striker, hits it longer, and has fabulous imagination. He is a middle-class guy and a wonderful person super competitive with a killer instinct dad scott was mr mom growing up not sure if any everyone's familiar with that story dad you stayed home uh, to raise uh, the kids mom uh, was professional um leave she i don't want don't misquote me i'm not sure she may have been a lawyer but not 100 sure was a corporate executive uh and this was important from the coach diane and scott scotty's parents never made Scotty more important than any of the three daughters, Callie, Sarah, and Molly. I think that probably best explains it. Coach really knows him well. And, uh, you know, to add to that, uh, I was just looking at a quote from Jordan Spieth, who had a similarly hot, flush run in 2015 when he won the Masters. Um, And Jordan said that Scotty sort of has this uh, sense, now he's playing with house money, uh, and so when he stands over a flop shot, for example, he's not thinking, gee, let's avoid disaster here. Let's play it safe. He's thinking, let's hold this. <laughs> and, just, and Jordan said it's a great way to play golf. It's a great space to be in uh, to play golf where you feel comfortable uh, taking risks that other guys might not. And so uh, – Look, he's now won, what, six times in uh, um, in the last two years, 14 months or so. And uh, he doesn't have any weakness in his game. I mean, he drives it great. He leads in strokes gain, I believe, tee to green. Uh, if you're looking for any sort of soft spot, maybe the putting, he's 96 strokes gain. He's just slightly in the positive side there, uh, but you're nitpicking. Uh, he, he does have sort of, um, you know, a Seve-esque kind of Tiger-esque short game reel, R-E-E-L, that he's building now. I mean, you can just, you know, the third hole at Augusta Sunday last year, second hole Saturday at the players, eighth hole Sunday at the players, um, to the point where when he steps over, a you know, a chip shot or a pitch shot, you're thinking, you know, maybe he might make this same way you, 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 look at speed. So, um, yeah, he's, um, he's on quite a heater right now.
0: We're talking with Rich Lerner here on the Augusta golf show. Rich, do you think, I know it's hard to defend any golf tournament. Do you think winning the players makes it harder to defend here? Uh,
1: I, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think it, it sort of another tournament for Scotty and they'll approach it in the same in the same way so it's not easy to do I mean, obviously he'd be the first since Tiger um, was it, uh, 21, 22 years ago yes, to have yeah. won the Players and the Masters in the same year and the first since Tiger to successfully defend at Augusta National and the fourth overall with Jack and, and Sir Nick having done it as well so, no, I don't necessarily think it makes it harder. I think Scotty's game's in a great place. And uh, he, I, I give him a, a reasonable chance to do it. I think he's that good.
0: What do you think the patrons want to see more, Rich? Do they want to see Scotty defend? Do they want to see Rory complete the Grand Slam well, or just Jordan win again?
1: If I had to rank them, just for the sake of this uh, this argument, this question, I'd say uh, Jordan won just because I think uh, you know he's, he's beloved and he, he's imperfectly exciting. You know, he, my, my wife, we were watching Tampa the other day. My wife, you know, sort of only occasionally watches golf, but she you know pays attention enough watching our show. And Jordan misses the little. Bunny at the 72nd. All it didn't matter. He wasn't going to win. It was, But he hit it in the water. My, he misses the putt. And my wife looks up, and she loves Jordan, as, as almost everybody does. <laughs> she looks up, and she says, Jordan's a mess. <laughs> just, and you know, But we all love him. Um, but you just don't know. Is he going to chunk it, or is he going to dunk it? Um, stand it over a tee shot. You're nervous. Yeah, this could go into the water, into the woods. Ended over a three-footer. You're not sure. You, you might like him as much to make a 30-footer uh, as a three-footer. Um, but that said, Jordan's you know he's had some good finishes. He's he's trending. His putting concerns me. His putting stats are not good. He's poor from four to eight feet. Um, but he loves Augusta. He's got uh, you know. I think he's with 34 total rounds there, has got the best scoring average of anybody uh, in the field. It's it's, even with a missed cut, uh, was it last year? He's sub-70, and the only one 70.7. Tiger's a little above 71, and Tiger's played, I think, more than 90 rounds there. But in any event, I would say Jordan 1, Rory 2, and that's close. You could flip-flop those, and I wouldn't argue it. Mm-hmm. You know, Rory completing the career slam to become uh, the first bona fide legend in the, the, the sort of post-Tiger era. Um, given all that's happened, given everything he's shouldered with respect to the battle with Live Golf, uh, given the heartbreak at St. Andrews a year ago, I think Rory you know, would be wildly popular, obviously. Uh, and it would be his first major in almost nine years. So close between Jordan and Rory, and then you know you don't forget Tiger. Tiger would probably trump them all, sure, as he always does. Uh, and then I would probably say Scotty. I think the public is warming to Scotty, and and we have a feature coming that uh, I'm working on now on, on Scotty Scheffler, and the, the, uh, producer Jared Ficklin, uh, you know, said to me. Scotty's getting better in his interviews. Uh, he's more comfortable. He's more willing to share. Um, and, and I think the public's beginning to see that, understand him better. And I do like this. Uh, Tom Lehman was the one who, who sort of uh, uh, suggested this, that he, he reminds him of Byron Nelson. And, uh, you know, the, he's authentic uh, and humble and I know humility doesn't play or pay as well as it once did in this uh, like-me, uh, click-driven world, um, but I, I think um, people are really warming, and why wouldn't you? They're warming uh, to Scotty Scheffler. And the play is, you know, extraordinary. And that's really why we're all, you know, in the, in the end, you know, I'm, I'm there to watch guys play golf, and he's uh, a really exciting player. And uh, so, yeah.
0: You mentioned Tiger. You got any expectations out of Tiger for this tournament?
1: You know, i honestly, the more I look into the numbers, uh, the the less I'm I'm bullish on Tiger. Now, you know, based on what he did at Riviera, a lot of quality shots, a couple of good rounds there. Do do I think Tiger could, could finish top 25? I do. Um, but (laughs) you you look uh, deeper uh, and it's just harder to make the case that he's going to win Um, Tiger's scoring average uh, since he won the 2019 Masters is is a shade over 73 Mm -hmm. uh, in, in all the tournaments that he's that he's played uh, that is, is like two and three quarters shots, almost three shots more per round than the top three players in the world. <laughs> you just giving away too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just doesn't, ha- he doesn't have enough competitive reps for my liking. Um, you know, what did he, you know, he didn't play it all in 21. Last year he played what three tournaments and he completed seventy-two holes only once. That was at the Masters. He withdrew after the third round of the PGA Championship and he missed the cut uh, at the Open. Um, PNC Challenge isn't enough for me. And he's a forty-seven-year-old guy, and you know the chassis and you know looks like sixty-seven, and he's in against you know, some souped up Ferraris. So it's just harder to make the case, except there's always an accept with tiger, except that he's tiger, that it's Augusta where we know that institutional knowledge matters, where you always gave Jack a chance uh, right up until he was 58. He he made a little noise. He rattled some cages that final round. Um, when he was fifty-eight years old, so you, you would say the same of Tiger, if 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 everything goes his way, if he can make some putts, that concerns me a little bit. He doesn't make he doesn't make putts the way he he once did. Um, so um, could I see a top twenty-five? Yes, it's a short field um, on a golf course he knows you know, extremely well. Um and he, he he's demonstrated, he certainly did it rib, that he can hit shots of the highest quality, but seventy two holes and it you know, where he doesn't putt like he once did, um, it's a hard case to make that he can that he can win the Masters. Again, except to say that he's tiger.
0: You know, when I get you in at this time of the year, I can't help but talk about the tournament. You know how I feel about you. You know, I think you're the best essayist in the game. Is the Masters easy or Thank you for that? Is the Masters easy or hard to write about? Um,
1: easy from a standpoint, John. That I always uh, embrace uh, simplicity at the Masters. So I always think simple's better. You know, I pick a theme. Sometimes I've written about silence. It just, it struck me once that, um, uh, the, the, silence, uh, is, uh, um, is profound there in the moments just before, and then, you know, fill in the blank just before maybe yes, sir. Um, <laughs> in the moments, you know, uh, before in your life, like all of those moments were, were deathly quiet as you know, players stood over their shots and so much you know would be hanging in the balance. So anyway, uh, to answer your question this year, what am I writing this year? Obviously you can't escape uh, this uh, uneasy <clears throat> collision. Between live golf and um, and and what I would call you know the long established uh, institutions of the sport, um, and you know Chairman Ridley made fairly clear where he stands on all of this in the December letter in which he announced that live would be allowed to play, uh, but uh, that uh, you know the recent uh, events in golf have diminished the virtues of the game. And um, so that's inescapable. And so I've written I've written about that, you know, in, in, in the sense that, you know, if you if you look at you know the some of the other big stories would be say thirteen, mm-hmm. right, uh, the change to thirteen. Um, you know, Augusta has this unparalleled ability to make time stand still. They just up and moved the fifty foot pine, um, and took it back. To the new tea box um, And so they have this ability to make that which is new look <laughs> as though it's been there forever. It, it, they, they do that in a way that no other entity that I've, I've ever encountered can do. Um, and so uh, they, they can make time stand still, even when it's racing as quickly as it is in our world. But what they can't do, and they've been unable to do, is heal the risk in professional golf and um but but i, I think um you know people it, it, it there's no escaping it 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 adds uh, a layer to this tournament and um the idea that you know that what's unusual about this masters is for the first time people rightly or wrongly are identifying uh kind of a, a master's champ, the right kind of master's champion. There are princes, Rory and Jordan, and then there are pariahs. Let's be honest, <laughs> you know, say what you will, uh, it's a hell of a player, but Reed, I think would fall into that category at this point in time. I think it'll, the, the reception will be mixed for Phil probably, but I think you get wh- where, where I'm coming from. Sure. Uh, on this. And and that possibility that we could have a live yeah. versus PGA Tour superstar showdown on Sunday has, has, you know, injected and, and some juice into this Masters. Do I think the Masters needs this? No, of course not. Um, and I think if you, you were to talk to the, you know, the powers that be, they would tell you that, you know, the Masters above all is a, is a, about coming together every spring, you know, golfers, wherever you, you are not just professional golfers, but all of us amateurs who love the game and love the masters golfers united in, in their love for the sport and for, for the masters, which is, you know, typically the most thrilling event. And there's this disharmony that you can't, you can't run away from. And, and I think that's a bit, a bit frustrating, but I think Oh, what's it? That's Young Hank.
0: Hank, good boy. Um,
1: young Hank, uh, and uh, so look at, at this point. The chips are going to fall where they where they fall, and um, it'll be bizarre if you know if you get an, a live guy winning this tournament. So be it there. There's some really good players there. You're talking about six live players have won seven of the last 13 masters. You go all the way back to 2010, they've won 40% of all the majors played. Uh, Those are some (laughs) some studs over there. Now only four are under the age of 35. Some of those guys have for the most part aged out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, um, you know, You wonder how competitively sharp they are. Uh, They're not playing against, you know, the deepest fields, nor are they playing on uh, the best golf courses. I don't, I don't believe. Uh, So that remains to be seen, but I would guess they're going to be highly motivated to prove people wrong. Uh, And, and, you know, you think about like a Patrick Reed, this seems you know, tailor made for Reed, who, who's always been a me against the world kind of a guy. Go ahead and you cheer for the prom king. I'll be out hitting balls under the lights, spitting nails. Like he's that guy, and this this would seem to be a perfect uh, perfect scenario for a guy like Patrick Reed. Um, so. Um, no, no question that that is, when we get there on Monday night, that's the big story. This is a long answer to what, I'm, what I've written this year. I mean, um, I'm writing, have uh, written a piece about Phil. I've uh, written a piece about the Champions Dinner. I've written a piece about Texans and, and the Masters, uh, why they produced a, uh, you know, 10 different Masters winners for, for 15 titles overall. Uh, written a little bit about Tiger, written about Liv. So, yeah, we've been busy, and uh, uh, the long way around. To answer your question, the Masters uh, is not typically hard to write because it inspires uh, in a way that I don't think any other tournament does. And I'm I'm like any other uh, golf fan, Uh, I'm extra – uh, pumped up for the first major of the year. Got a long time to think about it. I start thinking about it maybe in, in December. What am I going to write? Hmm. And you don't want to you know you don't want to repeat um, what you've written before. But that that said, always remember you're in radio, John. What um, a consultant once said. I was doing talk radio in Dallas many moons ago, and they said play the hits. Now, if you're a classic rock station, you play Stairway to Heaven. You play the hits. Not very original, but no,
0: but that's right. Hits. And
1: so, uh, you know, you, you uh, people, uh, uh, patrons, fans—they know the golf course as well as they know their own, wherever they play. Um, and so, um, yeah, uh, you, you you can return to some of the old themes, and people are are comfortable with it. But um, yeah, th- this one has uh, got a little extra sauce on it for sure
0: i I had a consultant tell me something very similar. They said nobody calls a radio station asking them to stop playing their favorite song <laughs> um, Good. this may be a self serving question rich but I'm- who do you think appreciates the masters more those of us who get to be there or those who have never been there It's
1: hmm.
0: a great question
1: hmm. hmm. I maybe <laughs> Maybe the people who've never been there, you know, um, they can still look at it with nothing but awe um, and wonder. Um, You know, those of us who there, who are there, lucky enough to be there, we still have jobs to do, and with a job, you know, comes you know any number of. Feelings or possibilities. could have a frustration. You uh, could have a disappointment. You could have some anxiety. Uh, doesn't strike me that that would be the case <laughs> for, for some someone who's never been there and is watching from home um, and can just you know, really enjoy it and and imagine what it would be like to be there. Um, that said, um, yeah. My level of appreciation and gratitude, uh, has not, not, I suspect will not waver <laughs> for as long as I'm, uh, asked uh, to go there, um, because of, you know, uh, I'm a golfer. Um, for me, it's, uh, you know, today's the first, uh, what's well, the first day of spring as we're doing this interview. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm just as giddy about, the uh, golf and the masters as uh, as any any fan would be um, but uh, you know what do you tell people who've never been there you know, that it's greener than you can imagine it's hillier than you think um, it's uh, civility is uh, is prized there in a way that it's not anywhere else in our culture these days you don't run you walk, you don't yell. You demand. You don't hop on your cell phones. You don't uh, do any of that, and you're, you're you're good with it. You know, if you don't have your cell phone, and you're you know, you have a job, right? Presuming presumably people are there. you have a job, but now you don't have your cell phone. Guess what? Um, your boss, people uh, in your work world, almost everybody understands. You know what? She's at the Masters. Or he's at the Masters today. Out of pocket, I'm going to leave him alone. Good for them. Um, so uh, we get along just fine without all of that stuff. We seem to be connected to now uh, when we're at the Masters, and you sort of wonder why can't uh, it be this way, you know, at other places. Um, and so um, they uh, they create. Uh, an atmosphere there. It is all sort of carefully constructed uh, like a, a, almost like a Hollywood set. And they would win this for the Oscars. They would win for best cinematography, uh, best set design. Uh, nothing is um, unaccounted for um, down to the, the smallest detail. And, uh, you know, as you walk around and you see a tree here and plants there, the building over there, you, you begin to really appreciate the level of, of care and thought and planning that has gone into all of it. Um, and uh, you sort of disappear into that world for the week uh, and uh, be akin to being, you know, seven years old and, and going to Disney <laughs> to be a grown up and love the game of golf to go to to go to the Masters.
0: How many how many Masters for you this year?
1: Gosh, I I want to say I haven't stopped to count. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, um, so I think um, I'm trying to stop and think. Was it 2000? Did I first go? Or 90? I don't know. It's got to be close to 20.
0: Three or four. Okay. Now. Favorite. Yeah, but I'd have to. Yeah. You know. Favorite memory so far.
1: Well, hmm. oh, I just uh, found out we're going to have Adam Scott on as a guest. I don't know this, so it just popped into my head. I mean, I don't. I have a couple, um, but but. Well, this might be under the heading of underrated masters, and that was the uh, Adam Scott 2013 win, arms raised in the air. But that that magnificent still photograph that image. It was what I call the shot Shaw, his Shawshank moment arms raised and the rains coming down. He's just, uh, exulting, full exaltation. He had lifted the major monkey off his back and he, you know, he crawled through and made it out the other side. And that was a level of shot making and sportsmanship down the stretch that, that, uh, was, uh, Exceptional. Um, I do have a, a memory of Tiger, uh, the uh, final round, uh, the day that he completed the Tiger Slam. And the buildup to his tee time was unlike anything I, I have ever felt and experienced. I mean, the weight, the full weight of history was just, you know, bearing down. Um, <laughs> minute by minute, hour after hour, waiting for Tiger to come out of the clubhouse, you know, the back door there by the tree on, on his way to the putting green and then the first tee. And so you have this, this anticipation. And Now a line builds on like a, you know, a receiving line. People lined up on the left and on the right, right from the door all the way to Uh, the first tee. We're waiting for Tiger to emerge. And his mom, Tita, is right up by the door. You couldn't miss her. And here comes Tiger. And I I was kind of near Tita. And I saw his eyes, and they were gone. And I mean that in the best possible way. They were gone. He was already somewhere where... No mortal mm-hmm. <laughs> has ever gone or, or likely will go. He had disappeared into the task at hand already to, such that he walked right by his mom. As if he did, didn't see, he didn't see anybody. If that were me, my mother would stop me and say, fix your collar. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, was, you know, it was like a, a memory that's you know, seared into my, my consciousness. Um you when you say, well, how do you define tiger's greatness? For me, I, it, it's in a moment like that. Uh, and of course, he went on to win. So that that's uh, certainly a, a great memory. Um, and uh, yeah, I would I would say that one uh, right there, uh, lingers. you know, but there are other smaller moments interviewing, you know sneed under the tree, Uh, after after he'd hit the ceremonial first tee shot. It was always a nice moment. You would know that, John, Mm -hmm. right? One of the old-timers tees off at 7.50, whatever it is, on Thursday morning, and you know you're going to get some stories um, under the tree. And uh, he started in one year. You really didn't even have to prompt him. It was just, how are you, Sam? And uh, he launches into a story, one year I'm playing with Eisenhower. Now, when a guy starts a story saying, "I'm playing with Eisenhower," you know he's <laughs> you, you know he's a man of, of some accomplishment and some stature because that Eisenhower would be the former president of the United States. He was a member at Augusta National, right? And uh, he says, one year I'm playing with Eisenhower, and I said, "Mr. President." You got to get your ass into the shop, and the Secret Service come up to me and they grab me and they say, "You can't say that. That's the President of the
0: United States."
1: Well, he got an ass, don't he?
0: Ah. <laughs> was, huh. You know that. <laughs> I've never, you know, I've you, never you, heard you, that you, story. You must have met Sneed at some point. I did. in Your I did
1: decorated career, right? So you could imagine Sneed telling that.
0: Absolutely. Story. Um, and, uh, I, I have kept you, I have kept you longer than I intended, but you, Oh no, I, you know, when you get me going, John, you can't stop. Well, me there is then, truth but, to that. Um, but, <laughs> but I do 45 to 48 shows a year. And somehow you make this one, my favorite show every single year. Um, I can't well, wait to
1: a cup of chili and a donut in the uh, press building.
0: I can't wait to we'll, see you.
1: We'll We'll break bread with, uh, how good, by the way, how good the the press building now? I'm
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I if keep... you're
1: if you're like if you're there from another major sporting event, you have to be there from you know pick the pick the big sporting oh. event. Um well, well, t- and, you, you, and you, you walk into the press building at Augusta, you go, "Wow, we got some work to do."
0: Yeah, well, it, it happened. We some work to do. It happened last year with Jim Axelrod from CBS. You know, his first oh, time in. His first time in something like that and he's just beside himself. Um Rich, thank you yeah. for thank you for doing this. Uh, I deeply appreciate Any it. Sunshine. I can't wait to see in a couple of weeks. Thank you, sir.
1: John look forward to it. Thank you for having me.